It's Thursday, September 28th, 2017. You're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast by Retro Video Games, and sometimes some other things. This is episode 200. Well, that was anticlimactic. Runtime for this episode is one hour and four minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that's going to edit in air horns because we're on episode 200. My name is Jeremy. That was a nice pause there. I'm Tyler. It's been a long time. My name is Zach. Is anyone still listening to us after 200 episodes? The answer is yeah, actually. Surprisingly, according to our feed burner, because I had to mess with it recently, we get over 2,000 downloads on every episode now. Wow. I, I believe. I would believe 50. No one emails us. <laughs> well, to be fair, I believe po- uh, 0.2% of most podcast audience actually send emails, and we have gotten emails, so... Yeah, actually about that percentage, uh, because that would be like about four people these days, and I feel like we've gotten from three distinct people. I'm surprised. I'm sorry I've pissed you off or something, Ryan. I don't hate you. (laughs) Our release schedule has not been consistent the last couple of months, so I'm kind of surprised that anybody's still stuck around. Yeah, Yeah, well, maybe maybe they're like me, and they listen to so many podcasts, they're like, oh, thank God, one of my podcasts didn't update this week. Maybe I can get caught up. (laughs) Uh, What? This Patreon I'm giving $10 a month hasn't recorded a bonus content in two months. Nice. (laughs) The only Patreon that I get get stuff from is the Trinity Force podcast, and I get two champions select podcasts. Maybe I should start throwing money at people. Actually, I throw money at various things, but none that give me bonus things for doing so. It's more that when Comics Alliance went under, I gave money to basically everyone on Comics Alliance's Patreon. That's fair, because they were out of work at the time. and Yeah, and I liked them. And, like, in Kieran Shiak, Kieran Shiak specifically really did not like his writing, but his podcasts are really good. Journey into Misery is seriously one of the best comic book podcasts out there, even though it's very irregular now. What's it about? He explains to his fiance various comic book concepts, characters, and storylines. I say I feel like that works really well in the beginning, but eventually she, they get so used to it to that she's gotten to a pretty good point where she can like she usually has a guess that's really good but just slightly <laughs> wrong. And so it also like Tyler, yeah, and also it means they can do really weird storylines, and she'll that's have awesome. like a familiarity. So one of my favorite things recently was when uh, Kevin was on the podcast and listening off all the things he was watching and trying to guess what the show was about just based on the title. (laughs) That's a good game. (laughs) It's a good game. I I mean, we've told you about our road trip game, right? Uh, Who the f*** is that Pokemon? I've played that with you. Yeah, I I felt like that was probably true. And that is a fun game. (laughs) See, Who the f*** is that Pokemon is a game where you pick one of the original 151 Pokemon. Mostly because of audience. We had to limit it a bit. Yeah, and then people ask you questions about abstractly about what you consider their personality to be. And they have to guess that Pokemon (laughs) based on your abstract interpretation of their personality. So, like, if you have picked Electabuzz, he's kind of a bro-y dude, you know, (laughs) so you have to answer questions of that nature. Like, Alakazam is a brainiac who probably reads a lot. My friends are weird as <laughs> It's a really, a really fun, fun game. game yeah. <laughs> Except for Staryu, which no one can agree what its personality uh, is. Al- okay, so Alex and I were driving back for something recently, and she chose Starmie, uh, but she also said she would accept Staryu as an acceptable answer. And like, I had a horrible time with it because it was so bland. I'm like, this Pokemon has no personality. Oh, it's a Staryu. Oh, that makes sense. It's a starfish. <laughs> yeah, it might be a fun game. Doesn't mean my friends aren't weird as hell. Uh, sure. Were you, were you in the car with us? At one time we played the hypothetical about it, whether it's ethical to cap a scorpion 
Um, if it's like a giant sapient scorpion trying to give you a ride to work and you're no. riding on its back. This sounds uh, like a weird ex- <laughs> extrapolation from the scorpion and the toad. <laughs> Zach's just shaking his head at us. <laughs> so I'm shaking ca- my head at you. Oh, well. So since you haven't been playing fun road trip games, Zach, what have you been playing? I've been playing fun sit-around <laughs> games. Uh, that's the vast majority of the games we play for this podcast. I know, so. right? It's great. Until we all get VR headsets or something. and those, Have like, you seen my area? If I get a VR headset, I'm going to break something. I or was thinking an omnidirectional uh, treadmill might have to be part of it. Probably. So the first thing is I've played a bunch of Dark Souls 3. Oh, yeah. You kind of petered out on that for a while. A little bit. I was taking a bit of a break. Uh, I am down to, I believe, the last boss. I have to kill the first fire have lord you, guy. Have you done all the optional side bosses? And I stuff? haven't done all the optional okay. stuff. I was just doing this. You, you did some of them, didn't you? Because didn't you just bump into some of them? Yeah, I went out and I, I accidentally found the consumed King Osiris. And I guess the Great Tree is actually a uh, optional thing. But it's, it, it's in a weird spot because it's an optional thing to complete the game. But... It's necessary if you want to uh, transmute souls. Which does what? It gives you like uh, special weapons and stuff. Okay. Based off of the weapons used by the bosses. Gotcha. I was going to make a joke about Yggdrasil there, and then I really wanted Wispy Woods to show up as an enemy in Dark Souls. Um, I was imagining the Great Deku Tree, so we both went <laughs> Nintendo, but different direction. One of the bosses was the Cursed, or the Dragon Slayer armor, and you fight this thing on a bridge. I've seen, like, clips of this. And it can destroy the areas on the bridge, like the, the walls. So while you're fighting it, you have to be really careful of where you're standing, because it'll knock you off the bridge and kill you that way. Don't dodge roll. You have, well, you have to dodge roll. You have to be very good at dodge rolling. And then I then I killed the uh, the twin princes, which that was a fun boss fight. All of them are really fun. Like the final boss is balls hard because he switches what weapons he's using, and therefore, like his patterns change as you're fighting him. That's really cool. So you have to adapt on the fly. I have started when I was playing against him. I, I adopted a tactic of uh, trying to disengage anytime he got out a spear. Because I don't know what it is. I have not been able to figure out the spears. It's like, holy cow, uh, this guy is hard. But the game's still really, really fun. I, I really like it. I'm looking forward to playing Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. that's a, You have you have a PS4, right? PS4? A, 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 a PS3? I have a PS4. Yeah, I don't know. Whichever one is exclusive on. Yes, PS4. Yeah, because I bought um, Bloodborne, the Uncharted Collection... And Samurai Warriors 4. You play Tomb Raider, right? The, the, the new one. one? Yeah, the yeah, new ones, yeah. yeah. Which are, like, inspired by Uncharted, which was inspired by the original Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's a weird circle jerk, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, I like the new Tomb Raider reboot, so presumably yeah. Uncharted's pretty good. I didn't play the second one, but I played the first one of those, and I thought it was really fun. I've heard there's a weird disconnect with Uncharted where you're murdering lots of people, and, like, it gets to a point where, like... Nathan Drake has probably genocided some people, and it's weird, but I don't think it, I think most people will not analyze it to that degree. <laughs> I like the way Yahtzee put it is Nathan Drake, white supremacist. <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, but there's been so much else. Like I also picked up War of the Chosen, the expansion for XCOM Two. Yeah, I've seen you playing a lot of that. Recently. Oh man, it's great. It's 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 a really good game. They added in these three main boss characters, which can give you like special weapons if you once you kill them. But they also will show up on maps while you're doing other missions and be a pain to deal with. 
Yeah, I remember back when you were first playing XCOM 2, they introduced as part of an update, like, super, like, that was whatever a DLC. things. Okay, it was a DLC. And those are actually in uh, War of the Chosen. If you have the DLC, you can they can show up in that as well, which is kind of cool. All the DLC is available in there. The special, like, characters that you can get are... I don't really like the Templar, which is, like, a psionic mixed with a ranger because it's got, like, arm blades. It looks cool. So, like, a Templar from StarCraft? <laughs> like a zealot, yeah. D- don't Dark Templars have the arm blades? In... Yeah, but it's not cloaked. Uh, uh. And then the ranger is, like, a sniper combined with the ranger. Reaper, sorry, not ranger. I was going to say, you just said a ranger is, like, a sniper combined oh, with a ranger. I'm like, well, are they just the same thing They then, have, like, or? a bonus shadow... Like, they've got a bonus concealment thing, so people have a reduced rate of spotting them, as well as, like, they can, when they fire, there's a chance that they won't re- become unconcealed, so they can continue moving as scouts unseen. That sounds really useful. It is. They don't do quite as much damage as the re- or the ranger or the sniper does, but they've got this other, like, a high-use uh, utility skill. And the skirmisher is kind of, like, in between. He's He's... Not bad, but he's not great, so it's kind of like, eh, whatever. But I'm having a lot of fun with that one. I'm, I think I'm almost done with it. Um, it just takes a bit longer because you got to f- do all this other stuff. They made it feel more like you're a wide organization in the game because you can send people on away missions, basically. So they'll have like a few days before they come back and they'll accomplish a task that you sent them to go do. And your guys will get tired the more missions you send them on. This is giving me flashbacks, Metal Gear Solid Five. Somewhat similar system, but obviously you do a lot more troop control. But, yeah, that's that's a fun one. They also added, like, a support system, so people working together can get bonus actions and stuff like that. So, like, a Fire Emblem support system? Not quite to that level, but, like, people who are bonded is what it's called. If they're standing next to each other, they can immediately cure stuff like psycho or disoriented panicked you know they'll automatically cure that by being next to each other alternatively you can totally ship ranger 2 with medic 1 so (laughs) that that's why you know you wouldn't have a as in-depth of a support system as you have in fire emblem is because the characters have only really the uh personalities that you give them well i named the medic lacus and the sniper kira and it's all good (laughs) kira couldn't manage to be a sniper he he well, I don't I, mean, I don't want to hurt anyone. He specializes in arm shots, so as long as whatever he's targeting has arms. Well, I feel like most of the aliens in XCOM have arms, but certainly not all of them. No, he just gets bonus damage against sectopods and stuff because they're robots. They have... A- <laughs> um, I was going to say anything with additional arms is like, you know, you had a way higher no hit chance. There's no four-armed creatures they're all two they're all uh humanoid they only only have two arms uh i was hoping there was a six armed one specifically and nope. i don't know why maybe <laughs> no nope a while back i said i got dang and rapa and then i found out that war of the chosen was releasing on monday when i started playing dang and rapa went well i guess i'm gonna put that on hold and then i found out that same thursday mutant league football or mutant football league was releasing i'm so tempted to pick that up i kind of want to go grab it so i it's not quite out yet but the beta is is live if you have it pre-ordered um the chainsaw play is a little i think a little bit overpowered uh steam was advertising blood bowl to me recently blood bowl is a little different yeah it's not a very good video game also if it's the if they haven't released a new one because my brother had it for 360 and it just 
felt really clunky. I tried it, and it, yeah, it feels really clunky. Uh, Mutant League Football, you've got all these kind of things. Like, you can bribe the ref, which is really helpful. Because, like, the, the AI will use this really powerful skill and get all the way into the end zone, and then it'll be called back because uh, the ref called a 10-yard penalty because the opposing team was daydreaming. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what exactly are penalties in Immune League football? Like, what um, constitutes a penalty? There's a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary manslaughter. What, what constitutes necessary manslaughter, then? Uh, if, if they die during score? the play. Okay. <laughs> if they die after the play, then it's a penalty. <laughs> I like how it's a 15-yard penalty. But like I said, chainsaw is a little overpowered. Shotgun is not bad, but it's kind of fun. I really want to be able to do, like, a... Uh... Hail Mary play, but secretly replace the football with a grenade and see. <laughs> it's called Bombs Away. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I know. And like, this is selling me on it. <laughs> oh, it, it plays like a normal football game. And then you have these kind of things in it. Like, uh, like I said, Chainsaw. What that one is, is you hike the ball. The quarterback then hands the ball off to the running back. Who then pulls out a chainsaw. <laughs> and runs with it and runs with it in the ball and if and you can attack and kill a bunch of the defenders with it like what's a counterplay to that like if you think you tackle him from behind bribe the ref <laughs> to do what call the play back because he was <laughs> scratching himself that's why i think chainsaw might be a little bit on the too powerful side is because it's really really hard to tackle anybody while they're using that yeah it turns out diving at the guy who has a chainsaw is a little bit dangerous in the shotgun play your quarterback runs and he has a shotgun yeah but he starts back from the line of scrimmage so a little bit but yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun like currently i think they're getting ready to add demons which is one of the things that was like voted on by the the kickstarter backers that said we would like to see this uh race in there because like von miller who is, uh, if I remember right, in the game Vaughn Killer, playing for the Mile High Chronic, <sighs> um, <laughs> is an ogre in that. But his portrait looks like it's supposed to, like he's supposed to be a demon. Okay, because they've got right now in the game there's skeletons, ogres, like Huns. I feel like and, the skeletons um, are losing this fight already. And, uh, but... <laughs> xenomorphs. Yeah, I really feel like the skeletons are underpowered. And uh, robots. Sorry. Yeah, still doing nothing to change. Like, all these others seem like they might be evenly matched. And then you got, like, just, you know, skeletons. I presume they can't die. They can. Okay. Everyone can die. You, there's two, like, options. You can choose the mode that they will revive, or you can choose the mode where players stay dead. Do you have replacements? You do have um, a depth chart, but there is a point where you will run out of players for a certain position. Like, if all of your running backs die... You can no longer use running plays. <laughs> if all of your quarterbacks die, you forfeit. Which that one I don't care for so much because I wish I could have them like, you know, replace a court. Like you don't have any actual quarterbacks left on the roster. So you replace them like a wide receiver or, or a kicker or something like that. Who just performs a lot worse. Or yeah, something. who's just a lot worse. But you don't actually forfeit the game if that happens. Yeah, I was wondering if you could win by combat. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think... Some of my favorite, like, joke names that they did for it is, uh, I like the Scarolina Panzers. Are they just tanks? No, are, I mean... Are they a robot team? It, it's not all robot team or all anything else like that. It's, oh, okay. It's just the name of the team is the Scarolina Panzers. Like I said, the Denver Broncos are the Mile High Chronic. Yeah, do they do all major teams? 
I think most there's most of them. I don't. I didn't are say the Houston. New England Patriots. Just those guys everybody hate. They are the <laughs> nuked London Patriots. No, well, so yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, the Packers are the Grim Bay Attackers. They're it, it's pretty great. The announcer is also really great. So like they did a, a really really nice job with this game. And yet the Redskins are still just the Redskins. Actually, I don't know if the Redskins are in it yet. <laughs> Because like I said, some of the teams, like, I don't think Houston's in the game yet. So I guess my question is, having played the original and having played now this reboot, is this better than the original? This feels like the original with a facelift. So pretty much exactly what you wanted out of it. Yeah. I'm I'm just wondering how it holds up for those of us who don't have any nostalgia for the game, because, like, I kind of want to play it. I mean, you still got to be careful when you're on a running play that you uh, don't step on a landmine. Some some of the dirty tricks are a lot of fun to use. Like I really uh, like that you can bribe the ref. This is already <laughs> yeah. And the, the counteract to that is if if you realize that the enemy team has bribed the ref, you call the dirty trick, attack the ref, and kill the referee. So the referee you bribed is no longer in play. Yeah. So, so the ref matter. that was bribed is no longer in play, and it's a 15 yard penalty for unnecessary manslaughter. <laughs> Uh, but depending on what you bribed or what they were bribed for, it might be worth it. Well, it's, it's worth it anyway, because they, if they get bribed, they will constantly call plays back, okay. but you'll only get every dirty trick once per half. So it's not like you can constantly call these dirty trick plays and really, cause they're really, really powerful plays. Like if on the defensive side, um, you can have them where all your guys get like electric shock. So as soon as they touch a player, they'll drop the ball. <laughs> You've activated mirror wall. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game coming out in full and I would recommend picking it up because it's so ridiculous that it's just one of those. Wow. And it's cartoony enough. Like the gore isn't, Oh no, look at how bad that was. Like when somebody dies, they basically just kind of explode. In StarCraft, you can click on a cow or something, and it just explodes after a while. Maybe I'm thinking Age of Empires. Uh, no, there is a Blizzard game where that happens, but I can't remember which one. It's not... No, it is StarCraft. If you click on any of the critters enough, there isn't specifically a cow, but any of the weird space creatures, if you click on them enough, they will. Oh, really? Explode. I didn't yeah. know they do that. Um, and then, if I remember correctly, the last one I've been playing is League of Legends. You've been playing League of Legends, and you haven't been oh. playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I have been doing that, but I'll get to that in a second. League of Legends, they added their new Star Guardians into the game. Yeah, I saw that Kevin was mentioning that earlier today. That was me. No, oh. I saw that someone I thought was Kevin <laughs> was mentioning that earlier today. Um, the new game mode also came out, and it's a co-op PVE type type deal, and it's hard. And I really, really like it. So, what, what, what is the E in this? Is it just like constant minions? Oh. Player versus it. Uh, they're like minions and reskinned uh, other champions. So, like you have a lot. Most of the void champ. Is it no? It's all void champions and Shelly, um, who have just got these like special invasion skins on them. So they will pop up and they will do normal things to try and you know, kill off all the Star Guardians and all that while you have certain objectives. Like, some of them are follow this bubble of safety all the way to the end zone. Or Skarner's in it, too, because I remember at one point it was me and Jason because I was I got a chance to play with him. And our teammates died, and we couldn't get to them because they were outside this bubble of safety that was moving away. Uh. 
Um, and the two of us were basically being chain uh, CC'd and ulted by this guy called Skarner. He's a big scorpion, and he his ult, he grabs somebody and then drags them around. But because it was just us, and there were like ten of them, we constantly were getting uh, CC'd and dragged around by these things. So it, it was pretty funny. But the game is really it's hard, but I really really like it. Like it's a lot of fun, and one of the cooler things that they did with it. Is the ten the ten champions are the only that have the Star Guardian skins are the only ones that are available for it, which makes a certain amount of sense given the theme, right? Mm-hmm. But when you lock one in, it automatically assigns the Star Guardian skin to it. Just you describing it is really reminding me of all those custom StarCraft RPGs that people would make, like Freeze's Fury, that I would always try to get a full group to play and never could, <laughs> or someone would drop out before we were done. Like, God damn it, Gohan, we need you to defeat Frieza. You can't leave. <laughs> I mean, I want to get a full group to play it. I have, I've been having a lot of fun playing it myself a couple of times I got a chance to, but yeah, I mean, I wish I had a bunch more people I knew that played League because then I could get, I'd be more able to get a full group together. You'd be able to punish people in the name of the moon? Yes. Yes, in the name of the stars, technically. In the name of Alpha Centauri, I will punish you. (laughs) Doesn't quite have the same ring, does it? Aye, aye, (laughs) aye! Anyway. But, so that's been a lot of fun, and uh, our Plunk Bet team may be getting bigger and bigger because i was talking to cody a little bit and he was asking if uh plunk bat was any good it's a lot because he was thinking about getting it f- him and his uh nephew cousin brother i'm not entirely sure sky uh, you've played with him before yeah he was the guy that was spent like all of his time dead when we played seven days to die yeah i remember him he was a nice kid yeah it, but, way different than cody anyway um, <laughs> so he asked me about that, but we were playing a little bit together, and we discovered a couple of things. Number one, when you're in a group, don't swing a melee weapon in a vehicle. Oh, yeah. So I was uh, testing this out to see if I could swing it out the window, and apparently, instead of swinging a melee weapon out the window, you shank the person in the seat next to you with it. <laughs> Number two, the other thing we learned, don't test things out on Zach. I was really tempted to just shoot you in the head with a shotgun after you downed me. That pissed me off. <laughs> it, it it likewise did the same when you knocked me down. Because it was, but it was an accident when I did it. <laughs> it was not an accident. You did it out of malicious vindictiveness, you dick. Well, the thing was when you knock when when you knocked me down, we lost all the healing items that I'd used. Yeah, because to recover. Zach had already been knocked down in a firefight earlier uh, <laughs> by Kevin, ironically enough. <laughs> Zach, I think you need new friends. <laughs> Friendly fire isn't. But like, it was weird because all of a sudden Tyler goes. I don't know where he got shot from. Everybody better look at him. I'm like, you knocked me down, you dick. Well, I didn't realize that I shot or that I knocked you down because, like, I swanted. I was one, not expecting to go down to one hit from a melee weapon, or expecting to hit you at all. So I thought thought someone had sniped you out of the car at first. It was weird because of. I mean, yeah, it was. It probably counted as it was a counted as a headshot. But I also had a level two helmet, which I lost after that happened, which also annoyed me. Which means I somehow crowbarred from the seat next to you through a helmet. I think you were. Behind me, yeah, I would believe that. We we had a couple of good games that weren't that. Um, like we got we got did we get second once? Th- yep, we got second during that session. Uh, we played with Mark's brother once. Yeah, which was a thing. <laughs> he was uh very quiet, but I think that was a situation of not knowing anybody yeah. or knowing the game. So it was kind of weird because Mark is extremely gregarious, so I was kind of expecting his brother to be. Yeah, he, he's very so. talkative, but his brother really wasn't. But yeah, that's that's still a fun game. Still a hard game. We had one where we 
stuck around too long. Like when we had that brief firefight where yeah. I got those two guys in the trees, we spent too much time. Like what we need to start doing, because we've been killed quite a few times sticking around trying to loot bodies, is loot use anything we think might be useful onto one guy or two guys who just grab all the stuff and then get out of dodge. Yeah. Like just move. Because we spent too many times being like, oh, this guy's got this thing. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, Instead of just everybody grab whatever gear you think might be useful and let's get out of here. We're actually pretty good about that with looting not bodies because most of the time we'll go into a house and then later we'll just drop off things for people. Yeah, but then when we get to bodies, like we're sitting out in the middle of nowhere. and Yeah, it should really not be any different. It should just be grab everything and run. But Mm -hmm. oh, well. But yeah, that one's still a lot of fun. It's still fairly difficult to do well in, but... Jeremy, you can play with us now. You have yes, a computer Tron. Yeah, that's why I was saying that our, our group is steadily getting larger and larger because like we already are having problems if everybody happened to get on at the same time. We have almost enough people to form two teams. I have now also convinced my now ex intern to start playing, so this is wow. be- Yeah, it's becoming a problem. And unfortunately you can't multi queue because like I'd have no problems getting on the same uh server as another team of people i know and just killing them but yeah i mean i i wouldn't team with somebody that i knew i could probably see that just being spend a problem most... you wouldn't form team no pants <laughs> no i'll work team naked so yeah we we tend to be team naked and just pick up whatever clothing we can find I actually uh, team found, hat and shoes i found a video recently of uh some guy found a multi-queue on a squad server and they to differentiate themselves they all wear red shirts and so he's South Korean. There are a bunch of Chinese people like gaining up and just killing everyone else in the server. And he's like, I wonder. So he goes scavenging around for a red shirt and then infiltrates their group <laughs> <laughs> um, because they like they can't tell any different. Um, yeah. And then eventually they're all like huddling around a building, it's splitting up loot, and he throws a grenade into the center of the pile and kills all of them. <laughs> oh, that actually kind of reminds me. We had one of those where everybody else got. I, I don't remember why. Like I went, I hauled for this like shed area, right? And Kevin and Tyler, for whatever, I think Edermark was dead at this point. And then you and Kevin, like, came under fire. You stopped and tried to engage somebody, and both of them got killed is the is the long story short of it. And I sat in this, in this shed watching this other team loot their bodies. And then eventually, because everybody had to leave, the blue zone was coming, I ran out. And they, I was right behind them. So, like, watching my screen, there was, like, this line of four dudes, and I was running right behind them, like, yes, I totally belong with you guys. And, and then none of them looked behind to check. And then, <laughs> like, they're all, like, gaining up at the edge of the hill, and Zach, Zach managed to take two of them out. I only got one of them. Oh, did you only? I, I had downed to, the second guy, but. Yeah, but, like, only one of them actually stopped at the top of the hill, and I killed him. And then the fir- first guy that turned around and looked at me, I managed to get him, but I couldn't get the other two members of the team. It was just funny because, like, watching this, there's all these guys running straight, straight away from me, and I'm running along behind them like, yes, I am a member of your team. Like, within, Pay no attention to me. Within slapping distance. Like, if any of them had bothered to turn around, they would have seen them. So. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, but that one's still a great game. I wish they would stop resetting all the stats because, like, I was trying to check and see what the comparison was of all of our, like, performance on squad base i'm insanely highly rated for solo right now and i feel like that is not an accurate rating that probably not because i'm probably around the same thing i just was looking at the um i was like oh i wonder i wonder who's our most dangerous technically our most dangerous player on squad because it's just one of those things i like checking and seeing how we're doing as a unit to you know how are we distributing this and last time i checked it was like 
you had zero. Kevin had zero. I think Ed or Mark had a couple. And then I had like 10 kills. Like, it's like anybody we kill, I kill. Yeah. Ed and I were doing duos, and I actually got, like, five kills in a single match, which was, like, that's more than average for me. But Yeah, usually we only get a couple of kills, because usually we won't you see You only run into people. a couple people. So. Yeah, and we typically haven't had very very good luck when it comes down to uh, getting into firefights. Usually because we do something, like, it seems intelligent at the time, and then we just have a derpy moment where we all just kind of sit around in the open discussing our favorite tea <laughs> it's like what are we doing I, I have no idea we're dying is most likely the the uh thing there but so you have also been playing plunk bat what else have you been playing tyler um what have i been playing i can't remember if i talked about this on the last episode or if this is the episode where jeremy first mentioned it but i've been playing a lot of dragon ball z dokkan battle what sweet dudes do you have um i have now a super strength yamcha uh so the the game i don't know if we kind of described that but it's got like a pokemon style weakness wheel or i guess a rock paper scissors style weakness wheel with five elements it's closer to fire emblem is what i heard where, like, something is weak to something else, but that something else is weak to the other thing. Yeah, it's, it's a five-point triangle. <laughs> but in addition to that, you can level people up and make them super or extreme versions of whatever element they happen to be. And that makes them more effective than they would be. Like, it's basically, like, a whole different tier. So, then... when you get to the extreme version of something, do they start wearing baggy pants, backwards ball caps, Broly sure does. Yeah, I was just saying, it's uh, Broly <laughs> and they're all drawn by Lo- Rob Liefeld. Is that, uh, is that just 90s, extreme, 90s characters? For the most part, evil characters are extreme and good characters are super. There are a handful of exceptions, like Nail is extreme. Interesting. Oh, so I didn't realize that. I assumed extreme was just the next step up after super. Basically, you do more damage to someone who has the opposite of you and less damage to someone who has the same as you. So you do more damage if you're a super to an extreme or an extreme to a versa. super. Yeah. Um, in addition to the color weakness at that point. So it, it's a double-edged sword. Generally, super or extreme are more effective than the adjectiveless version of whatever yes. they are. Um so, man, it is a really fun game. It's, I don't know, it's an RPG with a match three game and also like a resource management game and also a board game, kind of. I don't know. It's very difficult to describe. It is. It's a lot of fun, though. Um, I currently have sweet Super Yamcha because he has the best leader ability of anyone I've found. It's like... Plus two key and attack to yeah, it's everyone. Like, it's plus two key and plus 2,000 attack and defense, which is more than a percentage for basically anyone I have. So. I totally forgot to download that. I was planning on it. I I highly recommend it. It will just... Dis- uh, the problem is there's, like, at the very beginning of playing it, you will constantly be gaining levels so you never run out of energy. Yes, I'm rank 114 now, so that stopped happening to me. Holy, yeah, I noticed you had, like, a Super Vegito or something as your leader recently. Uh, right now I have LR Goku. There was just an event to get him more easily. I'm Yeah, I'm trying to do that, unfortunately. The event ended Monday, so... Um, it actually comes but you can back. still you can still get him. It's just harder now. Yeah, it's every Sunday and Monday. The event is still on. Yes. Um, my problem is I can't actually beat the Goku I need to be able to beat in order to get the medals. Well, the because um, you only have eighteen turns or something to finish him. They are coming out with a Goku Junior event that works like the Bulma event, and he is apparently very good at that beating that Goku. Huh. Because people were like, it's too bad the Japanese players have him and we don't because he makes this way easier. But apparently, but I was using through. the double Bulma strategy. So <laughs> the way I beat Goku was a rocket launcher, rocket launcher. Uh, Spe- uh, Jackie Chun seal his super rocket launcher. 
Speaking of Boma, I have not the Getting Butterflies Boma, the other one, Branching Fate or something Boma. The um, weaker version. Is it the weaker version? Yeah, she she uh, awakens and she evolves. Getting Butterflies Boma. What? Your, <laughs> your branching path's Boma is getting a crush. Um, <laughs> her rocket launcher attack is now level 7, though, so that's pretty good, out of a scale to 10. Who else do I have? I've got Golden Frieza, who's actually remarkably... What color Golden Frieza do you have? He is Int. Okay. I don't have the Int one. I have the green one, the tech one, and the uh, agility one, the blue one. I've got the tech Goku that eventually becomes the legendarily rare Goku. Who else? I feel like that's four or five. I think that's five. Yamcha, Bulma, Goku, Frieza. Oh, and then I have other Goku. Spirit Bomb Goku. He's boring. Yes. Um, (laughs) That'd be why you couldn't think of who he was. Yeah, that's... That's exactly it. I actually had Master Roshi in his place for a while, but he wasn't really pulling his weight. I like him better, but uh, Bulma kicks ass. Yamcha has this ability where he randomly, at the beginning of battle, will sometimes just get plus 77 attack and combined with Wolfane Fist makes him my highest damage dealer. So <laughs> Yamcha's really good. I used him for a while. Wow. I think that makes this the only instance in which uh, Yamcha is ever top tier of anything. Yeah, he might actually be the best member of my party pretty pretty handily. Well, I guess except for base running. Yeah. (laughs) The uh, second place is probably Bulma. Not like adult Bulma or anything, but like Oh, yeah. I have an adult Bulma Bulma who sucks. I have an (laughs) Omnamic Bulma. She's useless. Teenage Bulma is the best. I also have Bunny costume Teenage Bulma, but she is not very good either. So I'm wondering, like, I got a bunch of... I have Bunny costume Teenage Bulma. So a bunch of characters have Link abilities um, that gives them random benefits if they're physically arranged during combat next to someone else that they get that benefit with, but you can look at the list, and usually it's the same character, but different variations of the same character, so it's like, random adjective, random adjective, name of character. So you've got, like, Everlasting Pride, TN, and Kiko herself, TN, and (laughs) things like that. But Bulma and Yamcha, and, like, anytime they come up in my lineup, have abilities that synergize with basically everyone else on my team, so they're always my linchpins. So... (laughs) Well, how many different versions of each character are there? A Uh, lot. The game's been out for two years. Yeah, so it depends on the character. Uh, like, there are only, like, six Videls, but... <laughs> yeah, there's, well, like, four or five Roshis. So how do you get different characters? Let, run that by... Because I don't know if so I ever actually asked about Some of them you I'm just on. get as part of an event or, like, doing a story mode or something. Generally, though, you have to expend either friend points, which are arbitrary currency you get to get generally lamer characters, or dragon stones, which are things you can spend real money to buy or just do story events to get some of them, but at a slower rate. And you just get a... Like, it's kind of like a lottery. You just get some. It's a gotcha game, so which is a genre I was not familiar with before I played this. But it works similarly to Fire Emblem Heroes, although I'm not sure how it works in Heroes. Basically, the way I think of it is like booster packs. There are yeah. different ones that rotate out through the store, and you can spend these dragon stones on them, and then you get a random assortment of characters based okay, on that. but you get an assortment of characters. Well, you can spend five stones for one character or 50 stones for 10 with a better chance of pulling rare ones uh, and generally they'll give you an extra bonus for spending on the longer one or spending on the greater ones like right now they're giving out older kai's which are useful because they will always upgrade your special attack if you train with them also there's a training mechanic did i mention that <laughs> i mentioned it last time where you sacrifice weak cybermen to make goku decent or you tried to pull a bunch of hercules because you pulled the hercule be- becomes an lr and you want to get a super attack up before you upgrade him yeah so if you train with a the exact same type of character, it'll upgrade the super attack of the character who's not being sacrificed. Um, or else Elder Kai will always also upgrade your super attack. Um, 
I don't know. There, there's a lot of elements of this game. It's like one of the better iterations of this style of game I've ever seen. Um, the the combat is both sim- like it's poke it's Pokemon style in that it's very simple but surprisingly complex. Um, I mean, generally it comes down to line up your people in the correct order, attack the correct people, and press the glowy balls. Um, generally, usually it comes down to more like, did you get glowy balls in an order that's useful? Well, and if also, not, <laughs> did you build your team so you have the right links so you get a bunch of key? And did yeah. you pick the right leader? Yeah, I actually traded out one of my Gokus for the Goku who eventually becomes legendarily rare, but the other Goku had better synergy skills, so I actually like don't get as much key as I used to, so I'm doing super attacks a lot less, even though the team is individually stronger. So there's a lot of, like, figure out, one, a team that you find funny, because I really like having Bulma on my team, even if she's not useful. She is actually very useful, but even if she wasn't, I would have her on my team. Um, yeah. my I'm downloading it now. <laughs> my Bulma is probably my second best unit after Super Vegito. And, or maybe Super Saiyan 2 Great Saiyan Man. He's pretty good, too. I was actually really sad because I uh, pulled Videl in one of my early packs, and she can uh, upgrade into the Great Saiyan Woman. Yeah, I'm trying to train that Videl right now. Um, But the event where you can get her medals to awaken her, I don't think exists anymore. I think it's on a weekly schedule. I think it's out one day a week, but I don't remember which day. Like, I'd like to be able to see the schedule. Like, they, uh, so they do rotate in events, and to make sure that people who were not able to participate in some of the events, not all of them, they will, like, put them on, like, a couple days of the week. They will just rotate. Fire Emblem Heroes does something similar, but I think they only have, like, seven different ones, and they constantly rotate those. Uh, So I can't actually benefit from any of them anymore. So my problem is they don't actually have the schedule posted anywhere, so you're just going to have to, like, It's on the it. Dokkan Battle Wiki, but it's yeah. in, like, an obscure place. For the most part, it's all the strength character ones are on Thursday. All the agility are Monday. Intelligence, I think, is Wednesday. I mean, mostly what, I, like, what I've discovered is that getting into combat with random mooks is a great way to farm for items. Yes. Um, and also random mooks for training. Hmm, gee, uh, I wonder why. Well, ge- well, there's also items just like you, you go into like a game board and you get like three numbers of spaces you can move. And then after you expend one, that one gets replaced with a randomly generated one between one and six. Um, different boards weight the ones that you can get mm-hmm. differently. But there's like items on the board. And so you can manipulate it so that you pick up the items. And I was avoiding combat because I didn't want to waste my resources before getting to the boss of that board. Uh, but it turns out that those mooks are, one, insanely easy to kill even on the hardest difficulties. And two, are a great source of items. So it takes more time, but it is more lucrative to fight them. Dokkan Battle's a lot of fun. Like, it's not... Yeah, don't don't spend $200 on it and realize what you've done. That would be my <laughs> advice. I did... I almost did that with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. I think I topped out at 30 I have, And, and like, you <laughs> still don't get a Super Saiyan Blue Vegito even after you wow. spent all that. Um, but, but you do I, get a sweet Gotenks. So. I was actually really happy in Fire Emblem Heroes. They added four heroes, but they... When they added those four, like, brave heroes, they were the top, like, four ranked characters that were voted on. You got to pick one. Oh, nice. So, obviously, I picked Ike. Yeah, I mean, obviously. He's a truck. Axe Ike. Sure, why not? Well, Can they're you? they're all, like, different versions. Like, the special Roy had a... Was on a horse. It was, horse like... Horse Roy. It was no Archer... No one wants Horse Roy. It was Archer Lynn. Well, I'll take uh, Archer horse, Lynn. L- horse Roy, um, Lancer Lucina, and Axe Ike. I mean, just not Horse Roy. I feel was the answer. I but... ended up getting lucky and got and pulled... Lancer Lucina later anyway, so. Nice. So besides the greatest game of all time, what have you been playing, Tyler? <laughs> it's surprisingly compelling. Um, the other thing I've been playing, I actually, I would like to s- comment 
that I'm not quite sure how much time I've dumped into this game, but I'm like rank 45 or something. Like I want to get to rank 50 so I can use all those sweet Pomo potential orbs. But I have not yet spent any actual money on this game and have like I do not feel pressed for resources at all. That's yeah, nice. I just wanted a sweet Super Saiyan Blue Vegito. I can't blame you. Uh, a lot of people well, have uh, Rose Goku. So, And I got a bunch of stuff that was cool. I got full power Frieza. I got both Broly's. I got a Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks. Just no Vegito. Yeah, I really want Super Saiyan Pan, or maybe B-Suit Pan. Uh, B-Suit Pan is a free unit. You can get her on a Sunday event. Is oh. there any um, benefit to having multiples of something, or can you have some multiples yeah. of something? You Not can't on the have same them on the team? same team, but like he was saying earlier, you can train them together to increase your super attack. And also the hidden potential system, which you have to be level 50 to access. <laughs> it works kind of like the sphere grid for upgrading individual cards, but you have four blocks on it blocking the good stuff, and you need a duplicate of that card to past those roadblocks uh, okay so there are benefits so yeah generally like a lot of the game's mechanics don't get unlocked until level 50 uh so i was like doing a bunch of stuff during like the de- they did a ton of events back when i f- first yeah, started th- that they in- were at the uh 200 million downloads or something yeah special yeah. like i got a ton of dragon stones and there was tons of events going on but i didn't really understand what i was doing so i kept doing a bunch of like random things and getting resources that now i can't use and one will probably forever be useless to me, and even if they will eventually be useful to me, will not be so until level 50. Mostly I've been just grinding various story modes. Um, I have all the Battle of the Gods medals if I need them. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, though, is West of Loathing, which Jeremy got me like almost a month ago now. I and I still haven't played it. myself. It is phenomenal. Like it, um, I made this comment before we started recording, but West of Loathing is a goddamn national treasure, and anyone who has a vague appreciation for Kingdom of Loathing or just a general humorous writing in a video game should play this game. Uh, Alex it's and, not my thing, I will tell you that right now. I That doesn't surprise me. Alex and I were dying laughing at some of the Spittoon scenes. Oh like, they're so funny. Well, they are so I, funny. I, I really wanted to... Uh, read some of those because i remember like three years ago the guys on the podcast on the kingdom of loathing podcast one of them was talking about he just wrote the spittoon scenes and they're like i I don't know why i hired you riff but it was because you would write those in the future i'm pretty sure (laughs) not just because a lot of the time when stuff has humor everyone is like look how funny our jokes are and i'm like i don't find just written jokes very funny i mean a lot of it is, like, it's not jokes so much as just absurd situations. Occasionally there's a bad pun or something. Like, one of my favorite things is occasionally we'll find, like, random skeletons wandering across the desert as, um, like, random encounters. And they'll have various effects, like, it'll be a flaming skeleton or something. But after you get a high enough level in certain things, you can apply science to them and be like, you know, bones don't stand up to that amount of heat very well, and the skeleton, like, hisses at you and then just crumbles. And you're like, see, I told you that was going to happen. Things like that will happen randomly. Like, definitely a lot of the more interesting choices are unlocked by getting a high outfoxing skill or a high dickering skill. Oh, no, I I can't talk a whole lot about it without giving a whole too much away. Like, I don't know, there are a bunch of maybe uh, like Skyrim, not Skyrim, like Bethesda game style points that are kind of like interconnected stories, but none of them are really super relevant to what you're actually trying to accomplish. But a lot of them will be like their own self-encased vignettes. So you can basically dick around in whatever manner you want. And you have a chance of discovering new locations as you're traveling from place to place. So is this like a uh, updated, similar like adventure style to the Kingdom of Loathing 
uh, online browser game or like is it all text based or is it like a roaming thing like a like a Skyrim or something? Um, it's more like a roaming thing, except there's like you just go to a location. It's kind of like a text adventure. Yeah, it's like slightly up modernized point and click. Um, so it definitely plays a lot more like Kingdom of Loathing than it does like Skyrim. Um, but it definitely is not Kingdom of Loathing. Okay, so. I, I figured we should uh, elaborate on exactly what kind of game, besides comedy, that people might be looking at if they want to pick something like this up. Yeah, like 90% of the content is in text. So if you don't like reading a lot of stuff, this is not a game for you. Or turn-based combat. It's... Which is ironic since the creator of the game doesn't like turn-based combat, and yet all his money comes from turn-based well, combat like, games. I, I can actually kind of understand that, because turn-based combat is probably the easiest one to program. It really is, yeah. And, and deal with. Yeah, from experience, turn-based combat, um, it's better than a lot of random JRPGs. So it's got that going for it. You, get, you have a lot more options and a lot more interesting things to do on each turn. And you can, like, apply a bunch of buffs on one turn and then not attack if you wanted to for... I don't know. You have a lot more options, which makes it more interesting than, like, generic JRPG combat. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have a huge amount to say about it, other than, like, if you like comedy games at all, this is definitely one to pick. So, it's really well written. How much is that on uh, on the Steam store? I can't remember. Um, I think it was like 15 bucks when I was considering buying it, but then Jeremy had got me a copy. I mean, I, I think the, I, I was asking more about the base price. It's 15, $20 somewhere in that neighborhood. It's not more than 20. It might have been 20. It might have been 15. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember off of the top of my head on the uh, normal sale price of it as opposed to the on sale sale price. It sounds interesting, especially if you are interested in a comedy game. Like I said, I'm not really, but I mean, here's a snake oiler class. Where you're a charlatan, but also where you attack people with snakes. And guns. Yeah, it turns out Moxie is mostly used for, uh, like, the conversation options in Kingdom of Loathing that would be unlocked by Moxie are actually unlocked by, like, a separate skill called outfoxing. Moxie is mostly used for, like, your base ranged attack damage in well, this. That's how it is in Kingdom of Loathing, really, too. That's rare. And also your dodge, which I imagine they fixed for this game because Moxie is kind of a broken stat in Kingdom of Loathing. That is true. Also, my mystically is so high right this minute. Um, I have a ton of buffs, and I don't want to go to bed because I'm going to lose all my buffs if I go to bed. But my mystically is currently so high that I have yet to encounter a spell that can actually damage me. Um, there's also grit, the extent to which you are truly gritty, uh, <laughs> which affects how much food you can consume, uh, which works similarly to Kingdom of Loathing, except instead of giving you more energy, because this is not an energy-based system, you get uh, just, like, buffs. And you can have, like, the more grit you have, the more food you can consume, which means the more active buffs you can have at a time. And similarly, your, uh, I forget what they call it. It's like cosmopolitanness, but that's not actually what it's, it's called. It's for drinks. It, yeah, it's for drinks. Um, and both of them have, like, secondary characteristics that they affect, but really, you buff up one or the other so that you can consume more stuff for more sweet buffs. It's a super fun game, despite being, like, wander out, find thing, have random combat. Like, it's a surprisingly compelling gameplay loop. It seems like it shouldn't be. I mean, they kind of took that from Skyrim and Fallout, which I think have proven that is that's true. a good gameplay loop. Wander around and find things. Yeah, well, get story chunk, wander around, find thing, have encounter, return for reward, potentially get next story chunk. Okay, so West of Loathing is not currently on sale, and it is listed as $11 on Steam. So. Oh, that's that's a very... Okay, that's a much better price than $15, $20. I like, sadly, I think I'm a, probably close to done with it. I think I'm... At least two-thirds of the way through, if not more. Um, but I have definitely gotten 
a lot of enjoyment out of the con- like I've gone out of my way to find every last bit of content I can and I'm sure I've missed stuff along the way. Have you had as much fun as you would get if you had actually paid 11 or 12 dollars out of it? Yeah, no, I, w- I was willing to buy the game for that price, so I just then found that I already had a copy of it mysteriously, so... <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Jeremy beat me to it, but I was actually going to do the exact same thing he did and buy a copy for myself and him, but he beat me to the punch, so... Well, I got an email that was like, uh, West of Loathing is out, and I, that was going to be a really good day. I'm like, yes, I'm going to finish my computer and play West of Loathing. That didn't happen. <laughs> that did not happen at all. Well... I've been playing West of Loathing, and you haven't. What have you been doing instead? Mostly Dokkan Battle. I had to get that Goku before the event was over to get all the sweet rewards, which was a lot of grinding because I needed 777 Goku medals, (laughs) which is a lot. It's a lot. It's also a very lucky number. Yes. Uh, Also, though, the Gundam Versus beta for PS4 was last weekend. Oh, Oh, the release of beta? Yeah. Sweet. For a week, or a weekend, rather. I was really excited when I found that. I'm like, I bet Jeremy would like that. Of course, he already knew about it, so... (laughs) Yeah, so I played a bunch of that just versus the CPU, really, because it's a really hard game, and they didn't put the tutorial in the beta, so I was just like, why my freedom, Gundam, keep blowing up? I didn't know there was a tutorial. So, like, the thing I saw about this was, like, from Evo, which seems like a really yeah. weird place for this. But well, it is a fighting game. So. Yeah, so in retrospect, maybe not, and it was a doubles? Yeah, it's which... all 2v2. Okay, Wow. When by two v two, it's not like a Marvel vs. Capcom two v two. Where it's like two simultaneous. Yeah, it's two players against two other players fighting at the same time. Yeah, and like this is super up my alley. So yeah, unfortunately, you don't have a next gen console. I, I've got a PC, which is the nextest gen of all. But it's not out on the PC. Yeah, I know. The thing that upset me about it when I found out is that it's not going to have simultaneous split screen. How does that work if you're doing like co op? You have someone? to have two consoles. Uh, okay it's a good thing the only one i know who's gonna play this has a console (laughs) i expect you to form a sweet actually if you two are ever going to do a tag team in like a tournament or something what would your pairing be well he only played the wing zero and the way this game works is units have different costs and you have 1000 total points so if you die in a high cost unit that takes more points from your team and when you run out of points you lose. So, so if you're on the opposing team, it pays a prioritize gaining up on the higher cost unit. Well, actually, what you want to do is you want to kill the lower cost unit first, then the higher cost. Because if you spawn and you don't have enough points left to cover your cost, then you spawn with less HP. Okay. So I think if Zach's going to play the Wing Zero, the only 300 cost unit I'm any good with is the Easy 8. So Where's uh, the Red Zaku on this? I'd have- it's a 300. Okay. I'd have to play some more, do some experimentation, f- find any other units, because I didn't play it very much. Like, try some different units, like the Death Scythe or the Heavy Arms, which seems odd that I didn't actually play. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel initially. like you play Heavy Arms in every single Gundam um, game we play. <laughs> or uh, try something different, you know, a little bit on the other side, like the Justice. Oh, wait, hang on. Atherin's not in the game. No Atherin mobile suits in this game. I don't know why. That seems like a really Isaac weird choice. and Nickel. <laughs> Not Diarca? No, no Diarca. There's the Blitz and the Dual Assault Shrouder in there, as well as uh, Kira in the Strike, Kira in the Freedom, and then for DLC, they have Moo in the Perfect Strike. Kira in the Aegis. <laughs> <laughs> no Aegis, no, no Justice, no Savior. No, no Buster. No, nothing that... No, no Atherin in this game. Keep him right out. But just, that seems that, like such a weird decision. They ha- no well, Domon either. They have like a nine. There's like ninety four uh, 
characters. characters and there's nothing from G uh, yeah from G Gundam. That's because Bandai would like to forget that G Gundam exists sometimes. No, they don't because they're re-releasing it this year. Bandai would like to forget that they exist. Yeah, that's Bandai. Bandai's in charge of the American release of Gundam. That's yeah, why yeah. they cost a billion dollars per DVD. <laughs> I think they're probably going to cost the same as a uh, uh, what's it double called? Double Zeta? Uh, not Double Zeta. Um, Seed when it came out, which oh, speak- is fifty bucks per. Speaking of Gundam, the dub of Gundam Build Fighters is now for free on YouTube. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I might have to. Uh... And I think they're all available on Crunchyroll now too. Wouldn't surprise. Well, because Crunchyroll really do dubs. No, I'm, I meant just in general, the series I think are all available on Crunchyroll. I don't think there's any missing anymore. Speaking of things you may or may not act on, the assignment this week: Adventure Island. What was Man, your, that- What was this game called? The the first one. Wonder Boy? Was this Wonder yeah, Boy? This is Wonder Boy. Not Wonder Boy in Monsterland. Just Wonder Boy. Ah, yes. I couldn't remember if it was Wonder Boy or something else. The yep. caveman has now become young Master Higgins, a American on a vacation trying to save his girlfriend. He looks Wait like someone Hang who on. was on a golf course who got stranded. Hang on. So what you're saying is this game, this game was the inspiration behind Far Cry 4. You're an American tourist stranded on a tropical island trying yes. to save your girlfriend. Yes. That is what I'm saying exactly. From King Dragon. This game plays almost identically to Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Almost? Like, um, it, has, it, it controls slightly better. I agree. I'm not 100% sure. It's not just that I'd already played Wonder Boy and was used to the controls, but it felt smoother to me. They felt uh, the same to me. On the other hand, for whatever reason, I was not able to get nearly as far. Like, this game was way deadlier. And, like, did the other one have continues? Oh, no. The other one did have continues. That might have been why. So it's an NES game now. But, you know, despite doing what Nintendo don't, this still looks pretty it, fine. It doesn't look as good as Wonder Boy, if I'm being honest. But it I, doesn't look bad. I actually prefer the way this looks to Wonder Boy because... I know, for some reason, Wonder Boy seemed fuzzy to me around the edges, and this game feels a lot crisper. I definitely prefer the music in this game. Yeah, definitely. It's a way less annoying loop. I don't know a difference. I I don't recall any kind of difference. It looked the same to me. It's not a huge difference. And most of those 8-bit, 16-bit midis annoy me anyway, so I generally turn the music off. Well, for those of us who don't, this music is way less annoying, although it is the same song in a loop again. Good job, Hudson. So this game was made because Sega had exclusive rights to the Wonder Boy series. Hudson could only make Wonder Boy games, or no, Hudson didn't make Wonder Boy. Whoever made Wonder Boy could only make it for them, so they had Hudson reskin it as Adventure Island, which made this weird thing where Adventure Island continued as a platformer series, but Wonder Boy went more the like Wonder Boy 2 route RPG. and became like an action RPG series. That is an interesting divergence, although I would have to wonder what they actually did to reskin this game. Well, they changed the graphics. The character looks different. That's pretty much it. The ca- they remade all the characters look different. And but they give the it a different story. Um, well, the character looks super different. The, the similarity, as far as I'm aware, is that they're both wearing... Uh, no shirt and like a leafy loincloth thing, and that's like other than that, they look very different. Like Wonder Boy looks a lot less derpy than is. Is this guy's name actually Master Higgins? Young Master Higgins. Uh, so underbite McGee wearing a like golfing baseball cap. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. He looks like the least well-equipped person. Now to be on Devin this wants to play, and he wants to play murder with his baseball golf. <laughs> that's a joke. No one got. What's that from? Uh, that's one of the IMDb reviews of Devin's Ghost, a movie produced by two of the uh, second-tier Power Rangers. <laughs> two of the second-tier it, Power Rangers. It's Johnny Young Bosch and uh, 
the second Yellow Ranger. Johnny Young Bosch was a Power Ranger? He's the second Black Ranger. Huh. He was mostly sitting there being very good at martial arts, not getting any lines. <laughs> ah, I'm only familiar with him from voice acting. Yeah, that's because that's voice acting paid him. <laughs> uh, Power Rangers made minimum wage, yo. Wow. I know he voices so many people, but I can never think of who he Ichigo. voices. Ichigo. Oh, yeah. So Bash. Lelouch. Artemis. That, actually, that was the one that really threw me off when I because I went from Bleach to Code Geass and I was like, holy shit, it's Lelouch is Ichigo. In the, in the dub, I yeah. assume? Okay. Yeah, that always throws me off when they're playing like fairly different characters and you like, yeah. Protagonist anyway. of Persona 4. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does he Johnny say Bosch is, well, he, I guess Banshee. during summons. Lianchi. In the uh, anime, he's probably got a few lines. Yeah. I got completely sidetracked. Oh, Mas- yeah. Young Master Higgins. Yeah, but otherwise, this game is exactly the same. They didn't change the bosses. They didn't really change how it played at all, which is a little bit of a feat. The Master System and the NES aren't that far apart, but we didn't see a lot of dual releases on them. Yeah, that is true. Um, well, that was also kind of the same time frame in which... Uh, exclusives ruled all you didn't really see multi-platform releases at all well you did but they were usually arcade conversions things like pac-man donk not donkey kong because nintendo made it but those sorts of games that weren't made by sega or nintendo i mean the one thing i will say about this is i was like this game felt a lot harder i think just because you couldn't pick back up where you left off uh the master system version had continues and this one didn't and i died a lot that would do it yeah, but this game is by far the most similar of the remakes we've played. I yeah. think it will be that. Yeah, it's basically the exact same game. Um, yeah, it hardly qualifies re- as a remake. It's really more of a footnote. It is interesting that they diverted from here, but I'm not sure if any of the other one or Adventure Island games are available. I'm I mean, I've familiar. never heard of the series, so... Although, I, we did accidentally, while trying to figure out what the heck this game was actually called, because Hudson is in the title of the game, as it turns out... Um, we did stumble across Adventure Island 3 somewhere, so someone played that. I'm pretty sure the Super Nintendo one is on Virtual Console, but I'm not 100% sure. And I know Wonder Boy 3 is, which people say is the good one. Yeah, and that they have a remake of that, right? On the Switch. Which I'm excited to play eventually. But I don't think I have anything else to say about this game. Yep, it's uh, about it's as unremarkable Wonder- as the thing it was a clone of. It's Wonder Boy. Yeah. It's on the NES, so it's, you know, you probably owned an NES and you didn't own a Master System, so I guess it's better in that regard, in that regard exclusively. Like, my problem with this is I'm not sure if I like it better or worse than the original because, like, the music loop is a lot less annoying, but also it doesn't have continues, so it's kind of, like, quarter sucky in a market that doesn't... They're the same game. They're very slightly different, and I need to compare the very slight differences at some point, So speaking of comparing very slight differences, we have a list on our website at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com listing all the games we've played from best to worst. At the top is Chrono Trigger, a game with no remake. Which some people think is a sin, but I'm fine with that. No, the thing Although is... Although I guess if, it was remade on iOS. If they actually remake it, like with modern graphics or anything like that, all they'll do is cock it up. Yeah. Probably. I'm, Final Fantasy VII remade seems like an interesting experiment, but Although, I don't know if excited is the right word for it. I say that, but Mutant League Football. <laughs> so and pro- XCOM? Yes. The, the problem there have is been like, good examples. Yeah, it can be done, but I feel like really all you could do Doom. with Proto Trigger is like apply 3D models to what were 2D sprites. And, and that then you kind of lose the Akira Toriyama in this, I Exactly. See. think. Although Trunks looks pretty good in 3D, and Chrono is basically just Trunks. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I think what you, someone might want to try and do is reboot in such a way like uh, like Doom or like Mutant League Football, where you take honestly, the core advan- the core idea and try and create a game based around the same core idea. This is a super tangent, but I don't think Chrono Trigger needs a sequel or a remake or anything like that. It's fine how it is. You can go replay it. It holds up pretty well. Uh, you don't. Re- I don't think there's a lot in the concept that needs to be revisited. I, like it could be cool with like Kingdom Hearts style combat, real time combat. But like at like, that point, I just play Kingdom Hearts. I'm yeah. not saying it needs one. I was saying if you like, were to how do could one, you do it? Well, why didn't Chrono Trigger get a real sequel? Is a conversation I'm constantly a part of with people, and I'm like, it doesn't. Like, what would that be? Why do you want that? Uh, because you really like Chrono Trigger, but don't want to replay Chrono Trigger more than you have already. Play a Dragon Warrior. You didn't play all of them. I I certainly well. It's the same thing. Why does Final Fantasy need another sequel? Um, to be fair, yeah, and to say that's the direction they took it with Chrono Trigger, and it didn't work nearly as well. Where like it was a game made by the same team, but man, did it have no similarities with the original. So speaking of sequels, at the bottom of our list is Echo the Dolphin, a game with two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it had sequels. I didn't. I thought it only had one. And in the middle is Contra Three, which is a sequel. All right. So, Tyler, what, what are your thoughts on if this is better or, or not than the original Wonder Boy? Um, you know, so I've kind of let that sit on the back burner where we're discussing Chrono Trigger and Friends. And I think I'm going to have to give it to the original Wonder Boy because this is like a slightly more frustrating, if nothing else. Really? Because I think I like this one more. I think the screen is more compact. I like the graphics a bit more. The music is less annoying. Yeah, there are some things that did better in this one. Like, a lot of the jumps feel a lot tighter in a way that it doesn't feel super fair to me. And also, the la- yeah, the lack of continues, like, makes this a real gate killer for me for replayability. All right, so then I'm outvoted. Directly below Wonder Boy, we have Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Do we think this game is worse than that? Seeing as how it's the same game <laughs> as Wonder Boy. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Zach's art. Like, it is so similar. I cannot possibly make any arguments for it that I wouldn't also make for the original Wonder Boy. All right. So Adventure Island goes at number 152 above Alex Kidd and Miracle World and below Wonder Boy. Yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I might have argued for Alex Kidd and Miracle World anyway, because Bow Wow. So nope, nope, that's the second Alex Kid game. Did we rate that one lower? Yes, we did. For like less co- coherent theme. Yeah, that's like four from the bottom. Yeah. The Lost Stars. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Miracle World had the like shop thing and like yeah. No, Miracle World was slightly better. So I'm glad I agree with past me. <laughs> I mean our our theme is over is bleeding over a little bit into the next month due to scheduling issues, but what's up next, Jeremy? Alright, so next we're going to play a Nintendo DS launch title. Our first Nintendo DS game. The first one I'm going to play on the Wii U Virtual Console and see how the DS emulator runs. Excite Bike DS? Yes. That game doesn't exist. It's not. Aww. Really. <laughs> no. Nintendo continued their trend of re-releasing Mario games on handhelds, which still made sense at the time because the Wii Virtual Console didn't exist yet, although this is kind of the last time it did. And so to launch the DS to show the power of their new mobile platform, they launched it with a remake of Super Mario 64. That's pretty different. Pretty different? Pretty different. They wanted to add multiplayer and failed. But there are a whole bunch of (laughs) things that came out of them trying to add multiplayer. That sounds interesting, although we probably won't touch on a lot of that. Oh, we probably will. Okay. I will be interested to hear He seems oddly confident. Yeah, I will be interested to hear how you intend to implement that. Oh, you'll see. That's a discussion for off the mics. (laughs) 
So, next time on Last Time, more Mario 64, only with a worse controller and... <laughs> it's a some... me, Wario! Yeah, Wa- Mario. Ah, ah. <laughs> this has been a production of Last Time on Video Games, copyright 2017. For the conceptually impaired, all video games and other media mentioned herein are copyright their respective owners. If you'd like to get in touch with us, drop us a line at ltobg at lasttimeonvideogames.com. Or hit us up on our website, www.lastimeonvideogames.com, where you can find an archive of all the old episodes, in addition to a bunch of written material. When young Master Higgins lost his parents to a desert island, he became Golf Guy. Game over.